Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church as we continue on in a series we're doing called Do You Want to Get Well? Do You Want to Get Well? We introduced this series last week, and um, this will be something we're talking about for a while in the weeks ahead. Uh, I said this last week. I think this is one of the most amazing questions that has ever been asked. Um, If you remember the setting, we introduced it. If you weren't here, I'll just give it to you briefly. It's in John chapter 5. This this encounter Jesus has is at the pool of Bethesda, which was known as a healing place. There's a man who's been there for a very long time. Uh, He is not in a good condition, and uh, he's not been for a long time. And Jesus sees this guy and walks up to him and begins to talk to him and finds out that he's been this way for 38 years and, and asks them this question, well, do you, do you want to get well? And initially on the surface, you would think, well, that's a no-brainer. Everybody wants to get well, of course. You know, the guy's there. He's near a healing place. Obviously, he wants to get well. But the, the deeper question is, you know, do you really want to get well? Do you want to change? Do you, do you, uh, will you break free from the familiar that we get so accustomed to? Will you, uh, will you really have faith and trust in God in these issues? Or, or are you sort of hoping for something that um, would, would sort of allow you to kind of keep doing kind of what you want to do but have better results? Because that's what a lot of people are looking for, which keeps them in a very bad place, just like this, uh, this guy had been in for so long there by the pool of Bethesda. But um, uh, when he says, he says, yeah, he has some excuses about why he, you know, well, yeah, yeah, but, but he does say yes, and Jesus says, well, then get up. Pick up your mat and walk. And as he listens to Jesus and does what Jesus says, Jesus makes him well. And that in our lives, um, that's really what it's all about. It's, it's, if we want to live the kind of life that we're created for, um, we, we need to start doing what Jesus says instead of what we think we ought to do, which gets us in trouble. And that's the sort of the basis for this series um, very quickly. Uh, if it were just that simple, we would all do it. But there's a lot that goes on with it. There's a lot of things we have to dig through. Um, there's a, a, a lot of uh, uh, attack we have to deal with. There's a lot of um, re-sort of uh, some transforming in our minds that needs to take place to help us um, break free into the life that we've been called to. And uh, this question, uh, do you want to get well, isn't a one-time question, I don't think. I think it's an ongoing question. My, my sort of, uh, what I would present to you is that um, as, if we ask this stuff enough, this question, we allow the Jesus to extend this question to us, that um, we say yes and, and he will move in our lives and we'll make changes and we'll, we'll, get, uh, we'll be made well in an area of our lives and then another area will seem to pop up and we get the same opportunity there. Do you want to get well or do you sort of not? And, and this is sort of, I believe, a continual process in our lives. That's why the question is so important. And last week as we were finishing, we, we ended with um, this whole thing, um, the, 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 there's a battle that wages around this, that Jesus has come that you might have life, full and abundant life now, and the enemy wants to steal that life from you. Um, that's what he does. And that's the constant battle that surrounds us, and, and it happens in the choices that we make, uh, just like it did for this guy, in response really to that question. That's why it's such an amazing question. And, and if you'll think about that question, you'll see how this battle is waging in, in virtually every area of your life. 
And so we, we need to continually seek out the Lord and ask him to help us in the process. And this whole series, we're going to be looking at how um, to, to cooperate um, with the Lord so that we can live the kind of life that he's called us to. So we're going to talk um, a little bit about dealing with temptation over the next weeks and, and the, uh, the, uh, some of the tools that we have available to us and the weapons we have to, uh, to stand in that battle. But uh, just quickly, I was uh, in thinking about the whole temptation thing, little story about this uh, couple, young Christian couple just kind of starting out. Um, and, and you know, like most young couples starting out, the finances are a little tight and and you know it's it's one of the you know they're just trying to make it work and get established and all those things and uh, and so um, the the wife comes home one day and she's been to the store and she's holding a brand new dress and the husband kind of looks at it and he says uh, he says well I, you know I hope you were able to get that on sale and she said well no not really and he said oh no he said well how much did it cost and she said it was two hundred and fifty dollars he goes what I don't two hundred and fifty dollars what what were you thinking. She said, well, you know, I saw it there in the window and, and uh, it, it just, it looked so pretty and it was just like the, the enemy said to me, you know, you would look so uh, pretty in that dress. That dress would look great on you. And so, you know, I, I went in and I, I tried it on and the husband just kind of looked at her and he said, honey, you know, you know, you really, you, you know what you should try and do when I do when I'm feeling those kind of temptations is I, say, I just said, well, get behind me, Satan. And she said, you know, she said, you know, I did that. I said that. And he said that it looked fabulous from back there too. John 10, verses 7 through 10. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters uh, through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And blessed be the word of the Lord. Those are the verses that we talked about last week, uh, and I wanted to read them to you today so you can see the dynamic of the battleground that we face. Jesus wants you to have life, full and abundant life, now and forever life. He's with you. He's for you. He's paid the price so it can happen. He's done what needs to take place. And the enemy wants to steal it all away from you because he doesn't want you to experience that kind of life. And that's the battle. That's the, the dynamic of the battle that we face in our lives. So as we contemplate that question, do you want to get well? One of the things that happens is that um, when we begin to say yes uh, to that question in areas of our life, many times we will, read, uh, we will meet what I, I would call pushback from the evil one. Um, the enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy your life. He doesn't want you to experience the real and abundant life that Jesus has um, come to make possible for you. So let me give you a little idea. And, and uh, I'm going to tell you about a series of events that took place. And I'm going to use running as sort of the illustration. And if you think, well, that's weird. But, but the Apostle Paul set, set that standard because he talks about running. So it's all good. All right? So, so let me tell you this. Um, uh, in the beginning of the year, I started running again. I hadn't really run for years and years and years, probably since my 20s. And uh, um, picked it back up again and started to run. 
and, and uh, uh, you know, hated it at first and then enjoyed it. You know how it's like anything, started to, to get it and was really enjoying it, had, had picked up some distance in my running, was, was starting to feel good about it and uh, went out for a run one day and it seemed fine. Later that evening, um, my knee started to hurt really bad. And it was strange. I don't remember hurting it, but it started to hurt. And let me just tell you, it was the kind of thing that uh, by the time I uh, tried to sleep that night, I, I just tried to describe this pain. My knee was so uncomfortable that it kept me from sleeping all night. There was no comfortable spot for it. It was just, it was one of those things, all right? And uh, I realized I'd probably done it while I was running. But uh, it was, I couldn't wait for the morning to come so I could rush down to CVS or Walgreens or whatever and get a brace for it. I just knew if I had a knee brace, it would feel better, you know, so just strap it up. And, and so, so that's what I did. So my knee was hurting really bad. And uh, so, I, so I had to quit running for a while. I said, well, okay, I can't run because my knee's a mess. So, so then, uh, you know, I thought, well, what I'll do is, because um, I, I, I go to the gym, I'll just work out a little harder at the gym. I can't run now, so, so, you know, I'll just, and anyway, so, uh, and all the time, you know, I'm, I'm in my 50s now, I just turned 53, and, and, uh, and sometimes I still think I'm not, and uh, this causes me some problems, so some of this is my own mess. So anyway, I go to the gym, just think I'm going to hit a little harder, and I'm, I'm working with some weights, and I hurt my shoulder, this left shoulder, my rotator cuff. And uh, again, I really don't feel it while I'm working out. It feels okay, but it kicks in just towards the end of the night uh, and uh, just before bed. And all of a sudden, and it's another whole night, and this is even a few days later, where I can't get comfortable no matter what I do and re- literally don't sleep. And it just hurts. And I'm like, oh, great. Now I, now I can't even work out. You think I should have taken a rest there, but I, I really didn't. So now I'm, I'm sort of not using the, this, this arm much. I can't. I, you probably didn't know, but in sure, I couldn't. I, was, I couldn't anyway. So it hurts. And so in, in uh, response to that, I'm using my right arm and hand more than I normally would to do things because I don't want to do this one. And I totally mess up my wrist. The tendons in here, I couldn't like open and close my hand. And again, it hit me late in the day before I could do anything about it. All night long, another night, couldn't sleep, literally did not sleep all night, was up pacing on my bad knee, um, (laughs) waiting, just waiting for the, the, the store to open so I could put a brace on it. And because and I knew if I could get it stabilized, it would feel better than it did. And so, you know, I'm heat and I'm ice and everything, and I've got these braces on. And so now when I go out in public, I've got a, a, a brace on my right wrist and a brace on my right knee. And, and this, this actually happened. A rumor kicked up. I heard it from more than one spot. This rumor ran around town that I'd been in a fight. <laughs> Which, I'm like, seriously? Well, you know, no. Um, so, so we have this going on. All right, just setting the stage for this. Okay, so now, two Sundays ago, Alice, my wife, most of you know Alice, she, she pulls up back here in the back, and it's, it's really crowded back there. She's going to, um, we can put a few cars back there, so she's going to park. And uh, it's just, it's kind of uh, a big sort of mess back there that particular day. And she pulls up and Sirban, Sirban says to her, look, um, just, just leave it. I'll, I'll park it for you. Why don't you get out? And he walks over to her and she's kind of thrown a little bit by, you know, trying to get to church. And um, she, she takes it and puts it, what she thinks is in a park, kind of in a hurry. She doesn't get it in park. She only gets it up into reverse. And she gets out and the van starts to roll backwards. And Sirban tries to jump in. And they both end up getting knocked to the ground. 
and they get pinned under the door and it drags them back. It's happening here in the parking lot before the 9.30 service. It drags them back. Fortunately, the Dorfels van is packed, the, the trailer's back there, and after being dragged about 10 feet, it, it hits the trailer and it stops the van because they were about to get in serious trouble. Um, and, and they both get road rash down with huge bruises. It was terrible. I'm, just before the 9.30 service two weeks ago, I'm rushing out there. They let me know what's going on. And, and fortunately, they're all okay. So Monday, we're sitting there in the house, my, my wife and I, and I, I'm, I'm looking at her, and she's stealing my ice packs. Because she's got, and I'm like, I need those. <laughs> and and I, 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 have this, I have this thought. I'm like, man, we're, we're just trying to get well. I feel like I'm dying here. What's going on? And then I have one of those moments. Get those moments. Hey, I'm not that quick, I guess. And, and what happens is this. That whole time, I'm preparing for this series. Do you want to get well? Guess who would rather I didn't do it? I'm getting some pushback from the enemy. Because at some point, I'm frustrated. And in my frustration, I think, you know, forget it. It's not, this, this is what it's like. Forget it. It's not worth doing. That's just what the enemy wants you to do. Frustrate you to the point where you're like, forget it. It's too hard. That's pushback. So... Let's just talk about a little bit. The first thing in your notes is this, the attack. The attack. Because this is a battle that we're in for the choices that we make, the attack is a very real thing. 1 Peter 5, 8, and 9. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings make sure when you read that too it says that he prowls around like a roaring lion he's he's like them but he's not a roaring lion we we serve the roaring lion the lion of the tribe of judah that's jesus the enemy's a counterfeit and and he goes around like that but he's very limited in what he actually can do but he's tricky he always has been and that's where he gets us um, but, but he is, he's limited because of what took place at the cross. But he's still out there doing this stuff. He's out there. So what we have to do when this attack comes, rather than give in to it, which is what we often do, we have to keep standing strong. And, and, and so, you know, like I said, I, had, I, I was sitting there thinking, man, I felt sort of healthier before all these things started happening and trying to get healthy. But that was a frustration statement because the reality was, even with the pain, I still felt better in, in engaging in the process. And so, so don't give in to, to frustration. Uh, you need to stand strong. So uh, let me give you another little running illustration to help. I think this will help too. Another little epiphany. So yesterday um, is the first day I finally get to go running again. It's been, it's been quite a while. And, and Barry, uh, over there, Barry, uh, we were talking Friday. And he sort of said, hey, how's your knee? And I said, I think I feel better. Let's go for a run. And so we set up a run for Saturday morning at 8, yesterday morning at 8 o'clock. And, uh, and, and Barry's very kind to me because Barry's really a runner and I'm not. And, and so I, I love it because we meet at eight. Barry's already had his real run when he meets me. <laughs> and then I slow him down for a couple of miles uh, and then he goes and finishes his real run. But anyway, it's nice to have someone to talk to and it's, it's good. So we set it up for eight. And I wake up yesterday morning and all of a sudden out of the blue, my ankle hurts. I'm like, what in the world is going on? My, and I don't remember hurting my ankle, although I, I, I think earlier in the day I'd stepped in a little hole and had a thought, oh, I'm, I'm glad that it didn't hurt me. Um, and apparently it had. 
So I'm, I'm thinking, I, don't, I probably shouldn't run, but I, I hadn't been running a long time and I wanted to go run in and, and I'd already made the appointment, which is good. That's why accountability is a good thing. So, okay, fine. So I, so I, yesterday, so I strap on a knee brace because I, I don't know and I, I lace up my shoe really tight to cover my ankle and I stretch out pretty good and then I meet Barry. Now, so we're running and as I'm running, I, I don't know if you, and you can relate this, because the last time that I'd run, I'd hurt myself and my ankle's a little sore. As I'm running, I haven't done it for a while, I'm, I'm overly aware of things happening. And every little sort of little creaky, poppy thing which happens when you're, at least it does to me in, in 53, um, is, is freaking me out a little bit. Did I just hurt myself? Maybe I should stop. Should I stop? Shouldn't I stop? Did, was that my, is I'm, am I okay? What's gonna happen? I'm having all these weird things. I'm sure it never, never happens to you. And uh, I, have, I have this epiphany. In, in this whole process. When I'm running, one of the reasons I like running, uh, I like being outside and all that stuff, is that, and, and this might just be me, I don't know if, if, how it relates to you, but um, when I'm running, I, I hit points in my run where I don't feel like running anymore. I just want to stop running. My body is sending me signals that, what are you doing? This is crazy. Go sit down and, and uh, you know, get, have an omelet or something and, and stop what you're doing. And I have these thoughts like, like okay, my, my body's telling me to stop and um, I should stop, you know, and, I, and then I come up with a bunch of reasons why I shouldn't keep running, uh, you know, and, and uh, I, the justifications and, the, you know, go ahead and stop, whatever. But here's the thing. If I don't listen to all that and I just keep going, what I have is a breakthrough where all of a sudden I feel amazing. It's like I didn't do it and I don't have you. And all of a sudden you just step into this whole new place of feeling. And that's what I love about running. These things happen, these breakthroughs where, okay, that's what it's all about. Because then all of a sudden you feel amazing. Now, it, it might not last very long and you get a whole nother round of those doubts. But then you have these breakthroughs. And here's my, my epiphany for you in this process. Um, when you're experiencing pushback from the evil one, if you don't give in to it, you'll have a breakthrough in the kingdom. See, that's what happens. When you decide not to give in to the frustrations and the temptations and the fears and the anxieties and all those things that are happening, which are the tricks of the evil one, and you say, you know what, I'm not gonna do it. I'm just gonna keep doing what I need to do, what I, what I know the Lord wants me to do. When you, when, you, when you push against the pushback, you'll have a breakthrough, and it'll be one of those things where you just go, that's why this is happening. That's why we're supposed to do what we're doing. That's why we're moving ahead. And so, so that's what getting well really is all about. Standing against the pushback, pushing through until you get a breakthrough in the kingdom. How do we do that? Second point, submit to God and resist the evil one. James 4, 7, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We submit to God, we resist the evil one. How? Point three, how do we submit? First off, James 4, 6. But he gives us more grace. That's why scripture says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. All right, so the, this idea of submitting to God is, is all about humility. It's, it's about having a humble and submissive heart in the choices that we make in life. We talk about this all the time. We talk about living by doing the next right thing, but it starts with a humility, a realization we can't do it on our own. We desperately need God. We need the mercy and grace of God in our lives in order to get well. 
Our own efforts will leave us at best just like the guy at the Pool of Bethesda, close to where we need to be but not crossing the line. We need God's help. We need the extension of the kingdom of God. We need his mercy and his grace. And it comes with humility that says, I'm a broken mess and I need help, God. And he helps us at that point. Proverbs 3, 5 and 8 says, thrive through 8 says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. That's a good thought. I like that with all my stuff aching. I was like, okay, I like that. So it's a trust. It's, it's, a, it's a knowing that you can't do it in your own strength. You need God. You can't do it in your own understanding. It's your own understanding that causes so much of the mess in your lives. So in every area, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he sets your path straight. Not wise in your own eyes but knowing it's all about the Lord and your life. And then he brings health to your body, nourishment. your mind. He will, he will help you get well in, in all senses of the word. So we submit to him, which is how this thing starts. It's a battle. You can't do this battle on your own. You need the Lord's help. You need grace and mercy. You have an enemy who's very real, who, who does all sorts of things in the process, but we can trust in God. So then how do we resist? So we submit in humility. How do we resist? First Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. He always provides a way out. He already has. He's done it at the cross, but, but it's always going to be apparent if you look for it. I've taught you the temptation prayer in the past. It's just help. Um, that will help you get started in the right direction. And then um, in humility, asking for help, and then you begin to resist. Um, understanding that part of being a follower of Christ, a, a believer, is that you are automatically engaged in a very real battle. You live in a broken world on a fallen planet. So some of these things that happen to us are attacks. Some of them are just consequences of living in a fallen world, other people's mess. But, but the reality is um, we have to be careful that we don't give in to our own selfish desires and our own sort of quick fixes for things and realize that we're in a battle. But we're not alone. God is with us. God is for us and he has provided for us an amazing array of tools and alliances and weapons to resist. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We have made available to us in the Lord an abundance of um, tools, weapons, alliances, I said, to help us resist and to stand. Um, and, and we're going to be talking about these in the weeks ahead. We, we have Jesus who is with us and for us. We have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We have the word of God. We have prayer. We have worship. We're going to touch on those things in the weeks together. All these things are available to us so that we can resist and stand, so that we can have the life that Jesus has made for us, made possible for us, real and abundant life now and forever. That, that he wants us to get well. And we can resist the enemy who wants the exact opposite.
who wants to steal it from you. That's the battle that we're engaging in. But we're not alone and we got plenty of help. And, and there's life for all of us as we engage in the battle. Real life, now and forever life in Christ. So that's where we're going to end up today. If you're watching on television or by video, thank you so much. We appreciate you doing that. We know how valuable your time is. If you need prayer, go to the website, send us a contact uh, email, and we will pray for you. Visit us when you can, and uh, God bless you.